0: Welcome back, Yoga Discovery listeners. I'm Brenda Siepley from Green Tree Yoga of PA. And I want to start by giving a heads up. I recently learned that some of the sound in the Yoga Discovery podcast stopped for unexplained reasons. I brought the issue to the attention of the host site that distributes Yoga Discovery, and it appears the problem with all previous episodes has been resolved. Should you ever encounter any type of technical glitch? Please let me know. If a listener hadn't told me about this issue, I wouldn't have found a solution. Regardless, all episodes on all listening platforms should be functioning as they were intended. And I apologize if you encountered any technical issues. Technology is a really wonderful thing, except when it's not, right? (laughs) Well, the focus of today's Yoga Discovery episode is sthira and sukha. Let's begin with the meaning of the Sanskrit words. Stira translates to steadiness, or stability, and sukha to ease, or openness. Historically, we first see these words together in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. I'll be covering the Yoga Sutras in a later podcast, so for now, and to give you some framework, the Yoga Sutras is a text that is largely attributed to the great sage Patanjali. Scholars debate the origin date of the Yoga Sutras, but generally agree that it was written somewhere between the 2nd and 4th century BCE, meaning before the Common Era. The Yoga Sutras is one of the most important texts for the foundation of yoga and an absolute must read for the student who wants to understand the lineage of many of the philosophies and concepts of yoga. In the second pada, or chapter of the Yoga Sutras, Sutra number 46, Patanjali states, quote, a stable and comfortable posture is asana, end quote. According to this sutra, asana should be done in such a way that the student is able to be steady and comfortable in a posture. It is in the Yoga Sutras where we learn about the eight limbs of yoga. Patanjali was not using the word asana that translates to seat as we think of asanas in our modern yoga. In fact, Patanjali doesn't discuss physical asanas in the Yoga Sutra beyond the posture that we associate with seated meditation. Reflecting back on our yoga history as discussed in an earlier podcast, you might remember that the physical practice found in studios today is relatively new in the yoga timeline. Patanjali's use of stira sukasana is a state that we should maintain both physically and when turning inward. What do we mean by steadiness and ease as it applies to our yoga practice? If you've ever felt uncomfortable or just out of sorts in a posture, then you're most likely not in a state of steadiness and ease. It's your body's way of telling you that it's time to make a shift. And that's okay because when we practice, each moment is different. Each time we come to our mat, it's a a new experience. So whatever is going on in your life is what you bring to the mat. And until you get to the place where you can be fully immersed and entirely present in the moment, finding that balance between steadiness and ease will no doubt be part of your yoga experience that you'll want to key into. If you find a moment or extended moments looped together when you're in a very happy place, both physically and mentally, you found stira and sukha. So what can you keep in mind when you're practicing and working towards this state of steadiness and ease? Building a strong foundation in any posture should be one of your first priorities. Why? Because a strong foundation translates to stability. And without stability, you'll be uncomfortable, possibly in pain, and that will impact your breathing and your inward focus. When your teacher tells you to root down, they are telling you to build a strong foundation. This might mean that, for example, when you're in a standing balance posture, one of your hands needs to be touching a wall for added support, and that's perfectly okay. Too many times our ego gets in the way and we won't use props, such as a wall or a block, to support our stability or foundation in a posture. Rooting downwards activates the muscles that provide the foundation for a posture. When you begin to explore more challenging postures, do so with courage and wisdom by building upon the stable and strong foundation that you created. Avoid moving before you are stable, even if your fellow students are moving much faster than what your body is ready to do. The discipline of the body arises out of awareness and attentiveness. Unless you're practicing pranayama or breath work that was discussed in another Yoga Discovery podcast, your breath should be even and smooth. If you can't catch your breath, guess what? It's a sure sign that you've lost the ease of the posture and your sympathetic nervous system is kicking in. Signs of an activated sympathetic nervous system include the heart pumping faster, uh, breathing becoming more shallow, and a general wandering of the mind. These physical responses are a sign of too much effort, such as what happens when you move beyond your range of flexibility. Pushing through pain destabilizes a posture. And let's be clear, ease does not mean easy. We often push ourselves to look like the yoga pictures that we see in magazines or on the web. If you are uncomfortable in a posture, the mind will wander. Your breath is one aspect of your physical body that you can readily observe that will help you to determine whether or not you're in a state of ease. If it's erratic, it's time to back off from the posture. If a teacher has ever told you to soften your gaze, uh, relax your shoulders, or loosen your jaw, it's because they want you to move into that steady state that has a sense of ease. What do you think is the greatest obstacle to maintaining sthira and sukha, hmm? Distractions. (laughs) Think about shavasana for a moment during which your mind is working towards a one-pointed focus. If you have an imbalance of too much ease, you may very well fall asleep in shavasana or in a posture like tree without enough stability in the foundation you'll fall. In chaturanga, one of the most complex movements in yoga, that lack of stability could very likely lead to injury, particularly in the shoulder area. So, in chaturanga, bringing your torso to the mat and moving into a low cobra may be the best option for you to find steadiness and ease. And remember, making this type of modification or using the wall or a prop isn't some sort of sign that you're a bad student. We all bring different personal experiences to the mat. It's one of the beautiful aspects of yoga that I love. Let's suppose for a moment that you've been practicing yoga for years. In your life outside the studio, you slip on ice and break your ankle. When you've healed and you make your way back to the studio, Do you expect your ankle to be as strong as it was before your accident? Of course not. So placing your hand on the wall for balance postures may be exactly what you need to do to build a solid and stable foundation. To do otherwise is letting your ego serve as a distraction. Remember, too, that you should not leave a yoga class feeling exhausted, which is another sign that you've lost the balance between steadiness and ease. But the marriage of Stira and Suka is not simply for your asana practice. I have a dog who is a Connie Corso Mastiff. She's a big girl, well over hundred pounds, and a rescue. When I come home, she's always at the door to greet me, and she is very excited. If I'm out of the house for 10 minutes and come inside, you would think I had gone on a two-week vacation. My girl, Willow, doesn't jump up on people. However, she is excited, and she bounces up and down on her front legs and will use her big paw to grab my hand. And she does this because she wants to be touched. She's very cute. But again, over 100 pounds. Clearly, she's not in a state of steadiness and ease. So I talk very quietly, telling her to sit, and she very quickly contains all that emotion into a state of calm. And that's when I gently touch her face and come down to her level to give her love and praise. Willow has learned to bring her emotional response inward while still focusing on what she wants. Steadiness and ease are qualities that place us on solid footing in life and serve as a gateway to self-fulfillment and happiness. We need to find balance to be content and at peace. We all want to find ourselves in a good space, whether we are in the studio or in our home or even in our head. And we need strength, focus, patience, determination, and courage to maintain steadiness and ease. By reminding yourself of the importance of stira and sukha in all aspects of your life, you will find harmony with the body and the mind, a good general rule of thumb, is that while pain is inevitable in life, suffering is optional. That wraps up today's Yoga Discovery Podcast brought to you by Green Tree Yoga of PA. To learn more, please visit the green-tree-yoga.com website or like Green Tree Yoga of PA on Instagram and Facebook. Send ideas for upcoming podcasts to me at Green Tree yoga of PA at gmail.com. And I always appreciate any efforts on your part to share the Yoga Discovery podcast with anyone who you believe would benefit from learning more about all things yoga. Thank you again for joining with me. I'm Brenda C. Epley. May your life be filled with steadiness and ease.